we can say anything. We can curse. I have, if you listen, if you go back and listen to most of the episodes, it's pretty much me like losing my mind in my closet. And I think that's the only reason that people like it because I feel like if you're going to have a podcast, you might as well. There's a bluntness to it. You might as well just be honest versus trying to make some like, you know, TV friendly, sugar coated thing. So yeah, you can curse. Um, sorry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Broke Bitch Anonymous. If you just heard me talking, I am talking to my first ever guest on this show. The first ever guest of Broke Bitch Anonymous. I'm very, very excited to have this person on. It's the start of something very great, I think, for her own career, but also for this podcast. This is the first of many great guests, and I just feel like this is a really good fit, um, and I think we're going to have some interesting to say the least things to talk about because we always kind of do but um I don't even know how you want me to introduce you this is my friend Alicia Corona which is that is that how how you go by like publicly yeah okay that's that's the best that's the best I (laughs) I don't know I don't have like a a slogan or anything like it's just Alicia (laughs) my last name you know no, I, I mean, I respect it. You don't need to, like... When I changed my last name from my real last name to... Well, I didn't change it legally or anything. But I just felt like it didn't have a lot of zing to it, to mm-hmm. millions. I I was like, am I trying too hard to, like, brand myself? But, like, I was like, is this weird? Are there people feeling like this is forced? But I just stuck with it, so it's fine. Anyways, um, this is my friend Alicia Corona. She is a influencer. She is very poppin' on, like, TikTok and Instagram. We've done podcasts together. We did Fresh and Fit together. Uh, She's been on a bunch of different Twitch streams with people. I think she's starting her own different digital streaming platform, so we're gonna talk about that. Um, But she does a bunch of stuff, and she's also, like, very young. She's literally... I don't want to actually even say this out loud because it's mortifying, but you're literally 10 years younger than me, and that's (laughs) fucking insane because, I like, I remember being... Like, I... Would have remembered when you were a infant. Um, it's fine, but she's already like very. I feel like you're very much in your bag already, and you have like a. To say you have a good head on your shoulders doesn't really sum it up. But even when we were at dinner the other night, and you were talking about like the watch that you want to get for your birthday, and like you already have, you know, you have your shit together already. And like mm-hmm. when I was nineteen, I did not have my shit together like that at all. So. Um, yeah, she does a bunch of stuff. How else would you introduce yourself, or what else do you do? Um, that, I pretty much I just be existing. Honestly, I just exist. Like whatever comes my way, any opportunity that comes my way, I just take it. Like even if like it's just random, like taking a trip one day to another. That's really how I started. Like even meeting people was because I just became spontaneous, and I just right because before. You know, I was in a relationship. I was very limited to the things that I could do. And I know it sounds crazy, like, oh, controlling and stuff. But when you're in a relationship, you know, you do have a certain level of respect for your partner. So you're not going to take a trip without them knowing to link up with. That's true. Well, you know, maybe that's why mine failed. Well, it wasn't really a relationship, my situationship. But I guess, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think some people still would leave and just hope that that person like stays faithful to them or like understands at a Mm -hmm. certain point but I get that yeah it's just at least the the guy that I was with he was very like he's not into oh a girl who likes to go clubbing and stuff like that he's 
thinks that that's like an immature thing which i don't see it as that now right. the more that i club and stuff i don't see it as like an immature thing or oh you just want to go out and be a hoe no i really see it as like it's just something you do once in a while that's fun like you could go out with your friends you could go to the club and it's cool like true you don't have to be flirting with guys you don't have to be doing crazy shit but i think you know men have this mental thing where they want their females to stay at home true well they want their the wifey to stay at home yeah. and then they want the hoes at the club to be at the club so they can have fun with yeah, the hoes. So, yeah, but, but if they don't they, want us to be there. Right. right. So if they categorize you as the wifey type, then they're going to be upset if you try to go to the club. But also I think that you're smart. And I used to kind of be on this type of time a little bit. And I feel like this is kind of how I finessed my way into the music industry when I was more in it is like just by going out and by virtue of being outside and link linking up with people instead of just using that as an opportunity just to turn up and like get drunk you also kind of like you have a lot of connections already that's even how we met like we first met in miami through like i don't know the fresh i guess i don't know act and like fresh and fit and whatever but i feel like every time even since you've been in atlanta like you're it seems like you're good at I don't want to say networking, but you just, like, know how to maneuver. Do you yeah. do it on purpose? Honestly, no. I really don't feel like I do it on purpose. But I have had situations in the past where I have been the one to reach out to someone to network with them. Right. Because I feel like you, if you really want to do something, like, just go for it. Like, even if that person is not hitting you up, you could always hit them up. You never know who's going to respond. And that's how my first stream with another, with a pop-in streamer came up because I hit him up and I was like put me on the stream and then he was like fly out next week and i was like shit okay that's dope that's like that's actually crazy because i think those people get so many dms like yeah of probably so many i mean even i get dms of people being like fuck with me like do this do that Mm -hmm. and usually people don't answer those messages so i guess the fact that it's like Things that are meant for you will, like, find you somehow. Because right. you know how many DMs someone with, like, 800K on Instagram yeah. is probably getting? So it's like, That's what crazy. are the odds that they would see mine and no. we follow each other, you know? I mean, I guess so. I do think that people do check their DMs, though. Even if they don't open all of them, they, they like, scroll through and see. Especially dudes. I feel like they scroll through and see, like, are there any cute girls in here? Mm-hmm. And they just kind of do. Like, yeah. I do it. I don't open all of them. But like yeah, you but just I'll see the profile picture, right? And you're like, hmm, okay. So, so I guess it's like more accessible than some people realize. But for them to actually reply and fuck with you is like a whole other thing. That's like so. How? Okay. So let's. What should we talk about first? <laughs> let's talk about. I want to talk about like money and brokenness, but also. Let's talk about Twitch. Can we talk about Twitch? Mm-hmm. So like, how did that? start of you getting on different people's streams and I guess it started with the DMs but like which streams have you done so far and like how how has it been um okay let's get because this this is crazy because I feel like you've done so many and I am so kind of ignorant to the twitch world where I just assume that I know what the fuck is going on because I watch act streams sometimes but I don't really Mm -hmm. know it's such a whole other universe and at this point i almost feel like some twitch streamers are almost like this new version of what rappers are Mm -hmm. where they're like young and they're attractive and they're getting money and they have jewelry and they have drip and whatever they're entertainers they're literally entertainers and but they're very much obviously like self-made and doing it their own Mm -hmm. way but i think it's a thing that a lot of people don't really understand yeah but you've like fully infiltrated that world and you're in it and you've done like all of the big streams so like 
talk about it. What okay. ha- how did that start? Okay, so this is how it started. So it actually all started with Fresh and Fit. I didn't know like what streaming really was. I would, I believe I used to watch Aiden stream. I don't know if you're familiar with Aiden. Yeah, I know Aiden. I know. Yeah, Aiden. but he's like super popping, whatever. So I started off by watching his streams. I think it just came up in my YouTube like recommended or something. It was an e date. I'm pretty sure that he did. And I watched it and I was like, what is this? Like, what is this live thing? This is hilarious. Like, it's so funny. Right up my alley. Like, you know. I love comedy, like, I love shit like that, so Mm -hmm. once, like, I I saw his streams, whatever, you know, that happened, but then eventually, um, I used to watch Fresh and Fit probably a year ago or something, but then I ended up hitting up the talent manager or the guy that ends up looking for girls, like, to come on the show, Mm -hmm. and I hit him up, and I was like, oh, hey, like, um, I want to go on the show soon, and then he ended up responding right back, and he was like, yeah, just pull up tonight, like, we're gonna have a show, just come, and then I ended up going, and it was really cool that episode didn't have like a special guest or anything it was just like four girls plus me and um and fresh and myron right and then it was just like a very chill stream and then i got to see like how the chat works and like all of that so that was interesting you know it was really cool it was very long it was a lot of talking right and I feel like people are gonna hate that we're talking about fresh and fit in any sort of positive way <laughs> now like we're like not allowed to talk about yeah. it anymore I mean you know it's I'm not... it's I'm and that's it's not even about that but that's that's dope though that's what I said that's the one thing I said about fresh and fit when they were like roasting them on no jumper is that like whatever their biases or preferences or like shit that they really just should not have said in any public what I don't none of that shit I don't even want to touch that but they do a lot of the women that come on their shows, it does usually snowball into something. Like, they do kind of yeah. help. The people who go on end up mm-hmm. benefiting from it, usually. Yeah, if they're likable and they have a good personality, I feel like the audience definitely, like, recognizes that. And they pick and choose, like, who they want to fuck with. And they can girls, deal with, you know? yeah, and they can deal with Myron yeah. also. Myron's yeah. not bad. I don't think he's bad. He's I just, mm. I mean, I think he's nice to me for some reason. I mean, he, he's always been pleasant to me, so I've never had a problem. But I also... Yeah, I don't think he's that bad, but I can see sometimes how he's, like, a bit abrasive, so if you yeah. can just deal with it, then it's, yeah. they'll like you. I think, you know, if you're a sensitive person, you are going to get offended by a lot of the things they say, but if you're not a sensitive person, you're just going right. to move past it, like... But the thing is, like, a lot of the things they say, if you're a sensitive person, you're going to get offended by it because it happens in real life. Like, I was thinking about this today, where all of the shit that's happened to me, and some people were DMing me that like I haven't recorded an episode in over a week and I'm sorry but like my last episode where I literally was just losing my mind about like being blocked on New Year's by someone who like I really fucked with and I really cared about and I genuinely thought we were gonna like build a home together whatever real life is much more like it will hurt your feelings much more than Myron or Fresh ever could like usually what they're saying is there's some truth to it and that's probably why it hurts. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like real life is way more abrasive and, and yeah. will hurt your feelings way more. No, I definitely agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. Yeah. I feel like my feelings always end up getting hurt in real life, but I can deal with Myron. Um, but I do get it. But okay, wait. So after Fresh and Fit, you did that and then it just snowballed? Um, so after Fresh and Fit, like it built a little bit of like motion for me like so a lot of people were coming to my page a lot of people were watching my stories you know dming me whatnot i think it was low-key kind of a weird fetish that they had going on with like me and my glasses for some oh is that okay and they started calling me like glasses girl and then that's how i guess i became a little bit known and then after that i ended up hitting up 
another streamer because I went live and so many people from the fresh and fit audience were on my live and they were like telling me oh collab with this person collab with this person so right. I started looking them up watching their videos I'm like you know what maybe I will collab with them and then I would DM um like for example I DM'd Bilu right I don't know if you're familiar with him but he's a streamer too and then he's I was, really big right? yeah he's big and then I was planning on going out to LA anyways and then I ended up going and then we linked up and we did that stream and then I got a lot of recognition from that too and then after that stream, um, I already knew Silky previously, so... I wonder if he'll listen to this. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I don't think so, but... I Maybe already, he'll all listen. I already knew Silky previously, because he lives near me. And another, like for, any, for everyone listening also, that's another streamer, right? All these mm-hmm. people are have their own Twitch yeah. channels, where yes. they go... And they all have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, and they'll right. just go live and talk about, like... I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I've never watched Silky. Like, they what do, the fuck they do, like, about? reactions. Like, they react right. to, like, music videos. They react to different types of videos. They do the e-dates. Right. Like, they game, too, once in a while, you know? so it's like it's a lot okay a lot so you did Bilu, and then you linked up with silky i linked up with silky and we did the one that was with melody and, oh oh and that academics was, yeah oh and that you guys had like tens of thousands of people that yeah, was crazy it was an instagram live and i think it had like 15k viewers it was actually crazy. more than that no no i was watching it was like 30k at one yeah, point yeah i think 30k i think it ended up like going more and more and more and it was so crazy it was super that was did you feel in that stream like because i remember melody was obviously like i don't want to say the star of the show but like she was like doing a lot yeah and they kept i feel like act kept grilling you or people kept kind of questioning you like oh well you're her friend so like what are you about how did you feel like being questioned like that like i mean I was friends with her for a while before that stream. Like, me and her had met. We went to L.A. together. So I really got to know her. And, like, you know, me and her got really close, like, to the point where we became, like, best friends in a short period of time. And then, um, basically, yeah, Ak was grilling me. And a lot of people were grilling me because I, I hang out with her a lot and stuff. And I, I don't want to say it makes me feel, like, pressured. Like, it's just kind of irritating hearing about it over and over again when I've already explained myself multiple right. times. And it's like someone trying to tell you what your truth is. Like, right. they're saying, well, no. Oh, so you just sit there while she does whatever she does? No, because I don't live with her. I don't right. stay with her all the time. I'm home, and then she goes to do whatever she needs to do. Like, you know, and she's very open and public about everything that she does yeah that's so why she she's dope yeah but and just for anyone listening who doesn't know exactly what we're talking about there was an instagram live and a twitch stream that happened a few months ago where melody parker who her instagram is i love conch mm-hmm. she's also super lit we also all did fresh and fit together she's like a porn star slash only fans girl and she's like alicia said very open with Like, just everything that she does, which is honestly dope. Like, she just owns it. And on the live, she was, like, giving a head to, like, a bottle or something. Was that what was happening? (laughs) Anyway, so it was, like, it was... It was a gray goose. It was, like, really a lot. And obviously all the comments were, like, I'm never going to have a daughter and, like, blah, blah, blah. But it's weird when... I don't know. Not... Not to make the conversation, like, as women, like, we should... But it's, it's weird when you have to... I don't know. It's weird when, like, you're questioned because of who you're friends with. Yeah, definitely. And also, by association, like, you being young and hot and moving around with, like, all these different, like, streamers and networking, like, Mm -hmm. do do people ever... Because I remember with me, people used to always accuse me of, like, 
I don't know, fucking this person or like, you know, like just fucking around so I could like maneuver in different circles. And like most of the time that literally is not what was happening. Maybe I would like sometimes, to be honest, insinuate that I like I would let the guy kind of think Mm -hmm. whatever just so they would like bring me around. But then once I was there, I I wasn't really trying to do all of that. So like, do you ever do people ever kind of like assume that is it weird? It's hard to navigate, right? Yeah, it is. It's just, like, more, like, I'm not gonna say it's offensive, because I've learned to, like, deal with, like, a lot of the shit that people say on the internet, regardless, but, mm, I don't know. Every person whose stream I've been on, every person I've gotten around, people always, that's known, at least, mm. people are always saying, like, oh, you're fucking him. Oh, right. you're doing this. You're hooking up with him. Oh, where is he at? Right. They'll put his name, like in my instagram live and i'm like i don't like you can be around people without fucking them right you really can like you could be friends you could be cool with people maybe they do want to fuck you but that doesn't mean you're going to fuck them right or even if you have fucked them or are fucking them it doesn't mean that like well first of all it's not really even anyone's business but it's like it's it's i always hated when people just assumed that because you were like because i was like associated with someone that it must mean that like Mm -hmm. whatever it's an annoying thing that, like, you have to deal with. I feel like especially in the music industry, and I assume also... I don't know. I feel like you are you have one foot kind of in the music industry. Not even in the industry, but you just know a lot of people in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, this other foot in, like, Twitch and the digital kind of space. Mm-hmm. Do you think that... Is there, like, a lot of similarities? Um, like, are, do you feel like they're very different? I really don't think they're very different. I think it's just two different communities, but I really think that it all revolves around, like, the same thing, which is being an entertainer. Right. And being an entertainer and having a lot of views, a lot of followers, a lot of people knowing you, you know, it's basically like having, like, a cult following, like, regardless of whether you're a rapper, you know, there's NBA Youngboy fans that are crazy about him. Right. Why be better? And then there's, like, the Twitch streamers who have, like, their cults and, like, their watchers literally stick to them like solely to them which is crazy which is also why i do want to get into it i feel like that's also a cool thing to have like all that support and people that really go and ride with you regardless of that's amazing which i think is very cool it's like i think it's changed also the perception of being a twitch streamer from something that was like just for gamers or like nerds Mm -hmm. to now Literally every, even, like, Drewski, like, one of the biggest, I would say, like, mainstream comedians now is doing Twitch and doing, like, e-dates and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, like, changed from something that people kind of turn their noses up against, and now it's, like, everyone's trying to get in on it, Mm -hmm. which is dope. But, so, are you starting your own Twitch stream? I am. I'm just working on, you know, getting the good equipment. And, you know, setting everything up. Because I am going to be doing it, like, out of my house. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to get a studio or anything since I am just starting up. Right. But I'm just going to set up a room, you know, get my little setup going. And then I'll start I'll start streaming. Hopefully it, you know, picks up pretty quickly. But we'll see. Yeah. I just want to introduce more females to the community because there's really not that many. Right. So. That's really, really, really dope. You can do, like, rever- I don't know how the e-dates really work. We could do, like... I, I don't know. I feel like there's yeah. so many opportunities. That's really so fire. Many. But that's crazy to me that, like, because usually people who are your age are, like, in college and, you know, they're kind of thinking, like, okay, I want to, like, be a, I don't know, nurse or, like, lawyer or whatever. Like, I'm going to work towards that. Mm-hmm. But instead, you just kind of, like, did you think that you, this, like, did you always think you were going to be some, like, this influencer, digital type of person or you just um... went with the opportunities? 
No, I really just went with the opportunities. I mean, I always knew, like, probably, like, in high school, like, you know, I did take a liking to Instagram and, like, pictures and stuff. And I was a photographer in high school. Like, I did a lot of photography. I was in AP and stuff like that. I've always been a creative person as far as, like, painting, all that types of stuff. So then the, the, di the digital industry, once I started, like, getting into Instagram and stuff, I was like, you know, I like this. But I never thought it would i would get to where i am now or where i am planning on going yeah because i grew up like you know i didn't i grew up like you know i was my family wasn't rich i didn't come out of money or anything like so i didn't really have a phone growing up like nothing crazy you know so i didn't always know i was gonna do this and also my mom always imp implemented that i had to go to college right. so up until like my probably my sophomore or my junior year of high school really i felt like i was going to college but right. then i was like one day I was just like, mm, I'm not going to college because I don't want that for myself. That's dope that you had the like foresight to see that. Because mm -hmm. for me, I went to college just because, I mean, I think it was kind of a different time. Like I graduated. Oh my God, I'm so fucking old. But I went, I started college in 2010 when I was 18 and I graduated in 2014 and I I don't, I don't want to make excuses for myself, but I think in 2010, like, the digital side of things was, like, really, really different. Like, the mm -hmm. idea of becoming a YouTuber and stuff was still, like, very... New. Very... It was so, so different. There was mm -hmm. no, like, TikTok or even Twitch or anything like that. But that's still, like, it's a really big risk when you're that young to just... I went to college because it felt... I guess more safe and I just mm -hmm. didn't know what the fuck else I was going to do and it felt like a good excuse to move to like a new city but that's a really big risk to just be like okay I'm not going to do it right now like I'm going to do this other thing and like it's going to work out it's like very bold mm -hmm. it's admirable but you just were like I just knew I didn't want to go to college because I feel like if you already know and you kind of grow up knowing what you want to do in college then 100% go for it but right. you know when I was younger you know I wanted to be a veterinarian because I love animals and stuff but then as I grew up I'm like mm, this is not I don't really think I'm gonna do that but then eventually like nothing else came to mind that I really felt interested enough that I could go get a degree for and then just have a career that's the same for the rest of my life right I didn't really want to do that so and then one day it just clicked and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to college. That's fire. I mean, I think that the old idea that the way to actually get rich and have a good life is like go to college and get a good job and save your money and mm -hmm. put it away. And that is not even really how to have a good yeah. life. That's like a lie. Like you just get stuck in a, it seems like for the most part, unless you really, really love your job and you know, you're making, I don't know, at least six figures usually just having a good job and going to work every day and working for someone else and trying to save is is really not the way to actually get rich the idea that like that's what was like sold to me when I was growing up and I mm -hmm. see now that that's just not yeah, working for someone else every day is like not really the, the way usually to build real wealth but out of all of the like out of all of the twitch streams that you've done have there been any like moments or any of, like, favorite sort of moments that happened, or any sort of... Because I feel like you've done a lot, or, yeah. It's not that many, but they are big, so right. that's why it feels like a lot, because it's, like, they got so much recognition. Right. But as far as, like, favorite moments, I mean, the Twitch stream with Melody, um, with Silky, like, when academics joined, that was hilarious. Like, I could not stop laughing. Like, just being in the same room was just crazy, because I was really there experiencing firsthand and just being able to, like, read the comments and stuff. Super funny, but... That was legendary. Um, the Belu stream, 
the Belu stream was also great just because the other streamers, like, you know, they made, he made us rate streamers and stuff. And then, you know, right. I got recognition from them and, like, they were laughing at what we were saying and they were reacting and it was, like, super funny. So that, that's probably, like, my top two moments. I wouldn't say, you know, probably not, like, really fresh and fit just because, like, fresh and fit is, like, a lot of girls and stuff. So everybody has to give their opinions. It's not really centered around you right. or, like, your friend, like Melody, for example. So... But, yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, I think it's dope that usually the types of girls, and it's no shade to them, but usually the types of girls that end up getting some kind of, like, exposure from a different stream or something like Fresh and Fit or whatever end up wanting to then monetize it and turn it into, like, OnlyFans money. Mm -hmm. So I think it's dope anytime that someone turns around and is like, okay, I'm going to try and build something that's, like, maybe more sustainable and, mm -hmm. like... I can just, yeah, that everyone yeah, can true. enjoy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's harder. It, like, takes more legwork, but I feel like it's admirable. Yeah, definitely. You know? Have you ever done, like, OnlyFans or any of that stuff? No, I haven't, but people blow me up all the time trying to get me to do it. But I just don't really want, like, no hate to anybody who's in the industry because definitely, you know, do your thing, make your money. Because trust me, I know I would make a huge bag. You would make so fans. much money. But I just don't. I feel like just once you have that, once you're known for that, and especially as you grow more of a persona as, like, a public figure, I feel like you're going to be known as an OnlyFans girl. Like, regardless. True. It's going to be hard. You're not going to be known as a Twitch streamer. You're going to be known as a Twitch streamer who has an OnlyFans. Like, people True. are going to start... You know, I just don't want... And they're going to leak that, that shit, myself, probably. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. It's honestly... It's a, such a double... I don't know, double-edged sword. I feel like it's a fucking trap, because as a woman who has... I used to have OnlyFans, like... I had it for one summer in 2020, mm -hmm. pretty much right when, like, COVID was, like, still really bad, and, like, everyone was still in their houses, and I never even posted anything on my main feed. I never, like, did anything... Like, no fucking or anything like that, obviously. But I would get DMs sometimes from people. And this was before... After celebrities went on OnlyFans and they, like, scammed people out of a lot of money. I don't know if you remember in 2020 where OnlyFans had to, like, change the rules. But before the celebrities fucked it up, you used to be able to send a DM and charge $200 per message. And there were literally guys who, like... I would just send them, like, pictures or whatever the fuck they wanted, like, whatever, and I would just charge $200, like, per message, and then they could tip after, so I still made, like, I think the most I ever made one month was, like, $5,000, but I had to put a lot of, like, legwork in to make that money, because I had to, like, actually talk to these people, but I'm grateful that I feel like I did it in a very covert way, and I never really posted anything on my main Instagram or anything about it, but it's difficult because when you have any sort of following, it's like that thing that you see, you like know that you can make money from it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it does fuck shit up for you down the line. Even like, do you know Chromas? Yes. Yes. So I am originally from Toronto. So like she's from Toronto mm -hmm. and I've obviously followed her as someone who like, I used to literally write about hip hop in Toronto and work with six buzz who by the way if fuck you six buzz i actually wish i never even mentioned their name we had a falling out it's fine but we were all like kind of i never was friends with chromas personally but like i had just been following her career and like knew of her for so long and for her to have like drake shout her out and like then i saw that she was this was like before i ever did no jumper like she was like on no jumper and like moving moving in all these ways that 
was so incredible. She had so much fucking support behind her that now, obviously, like, I feel like a lot of people have been talking about her lately because she had, like, some falling... I don't know. She just said some shit or whatever lately. But for her to then transition into, like, doing porn now, it's, like, unfortunate, you know? Because it's, like, even if you're a talented artist or you had a lot of promise, before you really pop off, once you transition into just doing that... I think for women, it becomes harder for people to see you as just an artist. Like, that always sticks with you. Definitely. It's like, Definitely. yeah. But yeah. it's hard because it's, like, tempting in a way sometimes to just know that, like... Is it tempting for you? Like, to, doing OnlyFans? Yeah, to just like, to just know that, like, you could make a bunch of money if you decided to do it or not really. I mean, I really know that I could. It's just more so, like, I just feel like it's not worth what comes with it. Like, the money, of course, it's going to be great, but it's, like... As someone who wants to be in the public eye, who wants, like, different opportunities for myself, mm-hmm. like, I just don't want to be known for that. I don't want that to be associated with me. Right. You know, and I just, I also feel like in a way, at least for me, it would feel, like, kind of degrading just the fact that, oh, I'm doing this just for the money. Like, and you don't necessarily have to show your coochie or, mm-hmm. you know, your ass or any, like, you, but you do have to post thirst traps. Like, it's just like. For sure. It's still. Link it's in still, bio. Yeah. But I don't know. It's not really tempting to me. Like, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, mm, maybe, but no, then I'm just like, no, I'm good. Yeah. No, I feel you. Same mm-hmm. at this point. I'm mm-hmm. grateful that like the one few months that I did it, I just sort of, it never really like. I don't know, people, like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I don't think anyone thinks of me as, like, I'm not an OnlyFans girl. No, I didn't even know you Yeah. Were, but I mean, but I just it, met you. Because it, but it wasn't also, like, I never posted on my Instagram or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very just sort of, like, brand, I don't know. I feel like to get big on OnlyFans, though, you have to promote it on yeah, your big Instagram. Time. Big time. And, like, on Twitter and stuff like that. That's how you really get known, I feel like. Cause For sure. Because, you know, if you're not promoting it on your Instagram, then you could really just hide your face. But it's like people want to see For sure. certain people. They want to see their favorite Instagram models. Yeah. You know. And they want to feel like they know you exactly. also, which was the weird part for me because I felt like at a certain point I had like five different digital boyfriends that I had to like mm-hmm. text and it was just exhausting. I was like, I really hate this. But anyway, speaking of being known on social media or like people wanting to see their favorite Instagram models, whatever, as your social media has like blown up and you've kind of like gained more exposure from different streams and stuff like that. How has it, like, changed just sort of your day-to-day life? Like, do you feel that it's, like, helped certain things? Or has it, like, been kind of weird where people kind of assume that they know you when they don't necessarily know you? Like, it it starts to... It's weird, right? For me, personally, I'm not even, like, that lit. But I feel like even just recently, this is embarrassing, but I had my first viral TikTok (laughs) that got, like, a million views. And... The comments on it were so insane where there's, I think, like, 2,000 comments right now. And half of the comments are t- me t- people, strangers that don't know me, telling me to, like, stop being a gold digger and, like, stop being dependent on a man and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, you don't even, like, I'm not dependent on a man. Like, I pay for all my own shit. Like, yes, once in a while I, like, let a guy pay for my nails or, like... Also, PSA 2022, I'm not turning down any trips. I'm not turning down any, like, special... May the best man fucking win. But for the most part, like, I pay my own rent. I paid for my own car. Like, I pay all my own... I'm buying my own house. Like, 
I don't, I don't come with my hand out to any man, but I just posted a TikTok that was like, I'm in a nice car and I just got my nails done. I didn't pay for it. And I swear to God, like 2000 comments are like, fuck you, bitch. You should like work harder. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why are you so mad? I was going through the comments on that video and I was like, why are they even like, why are you so so mad? Like, why are they so bothered over what you posted? Like, just, if you don't like it, just move on. Right. Scroll past. Go ahead. But it's weird when you see how, like, how little it takes for so much anger and like just weird shit to happen on social media. And honestly, like I've been canceled like multiple times. I've gotten like a lot of, I mean, I don't know. I've gotten a lot of like hate across like different platforms in the past and just in general. But have you found that like, as you've gained more exposure, it's been weird. Um, it's definitely a lot of hate. I'm not going to lie. Like there's a lot of people that, you know, whatever they like how I look you know they'll compliment me and stuff like on my lives and stuff but there are a lot of like fake pages Mm -hmm. and like people who just come to like spread hate on like all my stuff like literally I'll be on Instagram live they'll talk about my appearance say that I look bad right now like oh you look better with makeup oh um it's just like what but do you think it's also the type of like because we were talking about this earlier how a lot of people who watch twitch are like younger kids is it just like because they're just want to be trolls or do you think they're just miserable like what is it why are they so mean i definitely think that (laughs) i definitely think that at least for the the people that came from twitch i feel like they are younger so that's why i don't let it get to me i don't really let anything get to me right but I do think it is just annoying sometimes, like just the over and over same thing, trolls, and then one person says something, then three other people run with it. Like it's annoying, but I I don't pay any mind. But as far as like maybe like the people that really hate that maybe are not from Twitch, I feel like it's just like kind of like an envious, like an envious type of thing because they see a girl like me, just like you know, quote unquote, a regular female, just being around their favorite people. Right. It might be like a weird kind of envious thing. Like how is this? nobody like getting around true people so that's what i feel like it is too honestly that's very real i think that's also where sometimes the accusations of like oh you must be fucking so and so or this and that come from because otherwise people just can't compute that like maybe you're like i don't know Mm -hmm. there was actually this whole speculation and people talk about it in my lives all the time i go live on instagram like pretty much every day i just be bored but um there was this whole speculation that people I guess this YouTube video came about about how like fresh and fit they hook up with every girl that gets on their show and that's how the girls get on the what? show. What? How could they mathematically impossible? Exactly. <laughs> Not even nowhere near true, but then for some reason um a lot of people are like, "Oh, who did you fuck? Fresh or Myron? Because how did you get on the show?" Little do they know. That's they literally wild. look for people. Like they just look for It's girls, not even like. them. It's the du- it's the what's his name? The guy Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Who does the casting if you want to call it that? You pretty he, much like, just DM him. The girls right. There, like No, that's insane. I think that well maybe they treat me I don't know. It almost seems to me like they hook up with like None of, like, none the, of the girls, girls who actually they hook up with, they don't even want on the show because yeah. they don't want, like, I know some of the girls who they've actually hooked up right. with, mm-hmm. they're not on the show because why would yeah. they, like, expose themselves right. like that? Right. So, that's weird. Right. Anyway, if you guys can hear, sorry, I'm pouring another glass of wine and we're sitting in my car <laughs> right now in a parking lot in Buckhead, so, <laughs> it's fine, this is uh, startup, startup struggles, but... No, I I am getting a studio soon. 
I almost want to call this episode like drinking in my car, but I won't call it that. <laughs> drinking with a friend in my car. But no, I was just pouring more wine for Alicia, not me, because I'm driving. Uh, just kidding. It's fine. We're drinking water. So with all of the like, I don't know, trolls and like the, I feel like you don't really get that much hate to be honest, but now that you're starting your Twitch stream and you're kind of building your own lane and all of this stuff, do you ever hesitate with like getting more exposure? Cause I know for me, like even with this podcast and probably to be honest on this podcast, I definitely say too much. Like this is probably one of the most chill episodes, but sometimes while I want it to grow and I want it to be a big thing, the more people that listen, the more I'm like, oh, damn, like, you really know, you know a lot about my life. You still don't know me, though, but you think you know me, and it's, like, weird, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think when you're being, like, actually really vulnerable and kind of creating content that's actually probably good because people can really relate to and it's real, there's an element of, like, it's kind of scary because you're, like, actually really putting yourself out there, you know? Do you ever, like, get scared of that exposure, like, so many people listening? Yeah, honestly... I just, I used to be very hesitant on whether I wanted to pursue social media and, like, grow on social media just because once you're known, you can't be unknown. True. Like, people are going to know of you regardless. Say, eventually, I grow, oh, a million followers. 50% of them are in Florida. Somebody's going to recognize me one day. And even me with, like, my small following, like, someone was able to recognize me. No, people, Um, yeah, literally, like... Even people recognize me. Even at the club that I work at. That's why I stopped working there so much. Because, like, I had a few times where people were like, oh, I, 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 you're Claudia of millions. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you don't need that. Like, it happens. Yeah. It's just a little bit like, you know, I used to be very hesitant. I used to be like, do I really want to be in the public eye where people are going to be in my business forever? Anyone that I mess with will somehow be found out, you know. So it's like there's really no privacy anymore yeah. in a way once you get known. True. So I was hesitant about that, but then I did decide, like, you know, I'm cool with that. If that's what it comes with, that like I'm cool with that. Like people can know things. I'm I'd like to think of myself as an open book. Like of course I'm not gonna be out here exposing who I'm having sex with or what I'm doing on a day to day basis, but I'm pretty much an open book. Like I'll talk about careers, I'll I'll talk about what I do. Right. You know? But I think that's dope also that like you're not in that because there's obviously a lane of girls that have done it in the past and had really big come-ups off of just exposing like the dudes that they've fucked or whatever Mm -hmm. and I think that it's cool that like I don't I think also I'm kind of in this category where it's like yeah I could expose like some shit or whatever but I really have no interest in doing that and you're actually like building something that is honestly long-term more interesting Mm -hmm. that yeah I think it's honestly the you being known for just fucking someone famous, I think that that's, like, a short-term way of growing and, like, people are going to recognize you as that. But I just never want to be known for, oh, I fucked this person. Or right. I did this with this person. Because that's it's a short-term, like, fame type of thing. It's like a 15... What is it? 15 seconds? 15, 15 minutes of, yeah. of fame. Like, I really feel like if you build yourself up to the point where you're around people constantly that are known you're going to be more looked into. Like, people are going to want to know who you are. And they're going to want to know what you do, what, like, what your personality is like, that you're even able to be around these people. So I think that's more interesting than just knowing, oh, this girl fucked whoever that's famous. You know, I feel like people 
you know, will fuck with you harder if they know that you're just like a genuine person. You you're 1, around all these people and they want to watch your videos because they might see their faves on there. You're no, like, you know one thousand percent. And yeah, and there's also something to be said about having people who actually trust you Mm -hmm. and if you're always like turning around and like exposing whoever you fuck with nobody's gonna trust you nobody's gonna want to bring you around if you're like the type with a big mouth you know not saying that every time you link up with someone there's something you have to keep secret but you know it's just best to like you know you should never air out anyone else's business and even if it's your business and for example you did fuck someone like there's no reason for you to air it out like nobody in the public needs to know what you're doing right with your vagina like nobody needs to know facts but that's like a very mature mentality to have all of those things like only fans are like exposing not exposing but just talking about whatever guy like all of those things are like low-hanging fruit of like Mm -hmm. a quick come up exactly but like you have like I feel like you have a very mature mentality of like a long game right. with this, even though you're literally 19 years old, which is crazy. Very true. <laughs> I feel like I've just, you know, I've been through some things that like makes me just, just I've always been pretty mature for my age. I would say like I was probably even 16, like with a similar mentality, even though I was of course more immature than I am now. But um, I've I've always been like this. Like I've always, you know, I was raised to a point where like. I'm pretty much, I don't know, like, I'm very knowledgeable on, like, just, like, life and, like, you know, you shouldn't do something to someone that you don't want done to you. And, like, even if someone, like, does do you dirty, like, you don't have to turn around and do the same thing to them. Like, I need to hear that. Revenge is cool, but, you know, it's even better when you just do your own thing, you grow, you move past it, and then that person is still going to be stuck in, like, the same thing that they were they were doing so you just have to be the bigger person honestly and before i used to be a very like vengeful oh if you do me dirty like i'm gonna do you worse but then the more i've like learned and the more i've like grown and i've had to like be by myself and learn different things and even therapy did help by the way i only went a couple times but it did help. and honestly i used to i only went a few times also Mm -hmm. like years ago and that's still that shit still i think helped me yeah definitely but um very effective yeah just you know, just don't do anything you don't want anyone else to do to you. Like, I don't want to say someone's business or, like, oh, I was talking to this one guy and he's known and whatnot. And then he turns around and now he feels like he needs to air out something that I did. And it's right. like, now it's just, like, a back and forth thing. Like, I don't even want to deal with that. That's why people ask me questions about certain streamers and people ask me about, oh, certain people I've been around. And it's like, there's no reason for me to say, you know, certain details about the relationship that I may or may not have with that person, whether it's a friendship or anything. Like, people expect me to air out everyone's business just because I'm around them. Like, no, I'll never do that. For sure. But I think that's why, like, I just know that you're going to be colossal. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think it's exciting because in the past, a lot of girls that have been lit through social media usually have been lit through either exposing people or, like, just in that lane. I think that's, like, these... Or, like, there's someone's, like, baby mother or, like, mm-hmm. something like that. It's, yeah. like, not a lot of women who are lit on the internet that just are themselves. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I... Like, I can't even really think of very many at all. I really can't think of any, any that come to mind, honestly. But that's why it's, like, dope that I think... I think that wave of, like, just the quick grab at, like, your 15 minutes of fame and the quick whatever... I feel like it's dying down... Like, I used to watch all of that shit on YouTube, and I honestly don't even care that much anymore. I think mm-hmm. that, yeah. But that's why I think it's dope, because I don't think there's a lot of people that are, like, in that... That have really done it like that. 
Because it's hard also to convince people, like, I think it's harder as, like, a young woman to find your niche Mm -hmm. versus, like, a dude who, there's almost a formula to follow at this point for, like, Twitch streamers or whatever, where, you know, like, you, I don't, I don't know, I feel like there's, there's, there's more of, there's more of a lane. This is, like, you're really carving your own lane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't know too many, like, girls that just do, like, because, you know, the guys, I feel like they've been doing it for a while, so it's very much, like, their community. And, of course, like, I'm not saying, oh, I want to just, like, take their community and just turn it into, like, oh, a female empowerment thing or anything like that. But it's just more so, like, they're very used to it, and me, I'm coming into this, like, I'm going to be new to it. But I think that there's a lot of potential for girls or, like, women to do what the guys are doing but just like reverse like just making it a fun like community where it's like two different types of opinions and two different you know like two different lanes but like they're doing the same thing and I think it'll be cool no 100% that's really dope that's like it's interesting to me that you when you were talking about your career you were like yeah I thought I could just pursue social media like I think that your generation is one of the first generations where it's like Per, like social media is like a career option mm-hmm. like did you always do you do you think of social media as like it's just like a it's like a potential career oh yeah thing? definitely yeah I think it is a career like at this point like for sure it's a social media can probably make more money than a doctor or surgeon or whatever so it's like I really do think it has become a career and it's so many different like I guess niches that it's like okay you could be a youtuber you could be a tiktoker you can make money off tiktoks you could do twitter even you could instagram do instagram just do promotions and stuff like there's really so many ways to make money off of social media like you know OnlyFans is also like a a a product of social media as well so it's like there's also that so I feel like it's just so many different ways to use social media to your advantage because you know it is an addiction and like people are always on social media every type of app so I think it is a career now. No, you're right. It's just interesting to me because I think that I, even though I've, like, I literally made my Instagram account in 2010. Like, I made my, I should have just took Claudia because it probably was fucking available. Like, no one was on, like, I, I have had social media for, since, like, 2002. Like, I've been on that shit for so long. And yet, for some reason, I still have it in my mind that, like, it's not, it's like still a risk for some reason I think of it or like it's not a legitimate career option or it's like not a serious thing and I don't know why I still have that stigma in my head I think it's just like a generational thing because I saw the transition of like what YouTube used to be in like 2007 which was like these weird bizarre vlogs that it was like a whole new thing versus what it's become now which is really just like the news and another t- type mm-hmm. of television but for me, for some reason, I still think of social media as, like, not a real, I don't know. I think it's a generational thing. Of course, like, even yeah. at this point, I make some money off of social media. Like, mm-hmm. even with this podcast and stuff. So I don't know why I think of that. But that's interesting. I do also think that people also see social media as, like, maybe not a career, but they think of it as an easy, quick way to make money. Like, they see Instagram models, and they think, oh, like, they're rich just off of posting pictures of themselves. But I think what people fail to realize is that social media is actually a very hard thing to get big on. It's not just in, like, yeah, there's probably a, a select group of people that got, like, big overnight, but I really don't feel that way. Like, at least with me, like, my TikTok, 
like yeah i started off by posting like stupid videos and they like blew up or whatever but i still don't make money off tiktok like i don't make a lot of money off tiktok like it would take you a lot of creativity and a lot of even making tiktoks is a lot of work like people don't don't see it but it really is it's hard it's like, true it's very difficult and you know and also like the fact that you have the pressure of like knowing that you want a lot a lot of people are going to see this it's like it's also like very stressful on you as well like no that's media. true and also the fact that once you start popping a little bit you have to constantly create new content mm -hmm. like Definitely. it's it reminds me of like when i used to be a journalist and i had like two columns that i have had to write every week for a newspaper where it was like after as soon as i filed the last column i would have to think like all right what's the next thing like as soon as you post that one like you always there's a pressure to it i mean in a sense, I do think sometimes that, like, posting, like, a picture that you can edit or whatever is, like, sometimes easier than, like, writing a 4,000-word expose yeah. about, like, whatever the of fuck course. topic it is. But at the same time, like, there's a weird pressure of, like, always having to come up with new ideas mm -hmm. that people will actually and having with. Yeah, having to keep people's interest definitely is, like, you need to... If you want to make it big on social media, you have to figure out a way for you to be interesting enough that people are going to want to constantly look at you. People are going to unfollow you if you're boring or, That's... like, if you're not putting out good content. Like, people are going to unfollow you so you could flop, like, from one day to another. So, it's really just... For sure. I think it's a lot of work, too. But just like any other job in the world, there's things that are harder and there's things that are easier. And then there's bigger risk, bigger reward. Like, so I think it's just something you got to deal with. Decide that you want to pick that. And no, just you're move right. forward with it, so... You're right. It's weird, though, because while you don't want people to get bored of you, you also don't want to, at least for me, I've never wanted to like fake my personality too much or like lean too much into one niche because I'm like, I can't, I can't like fake, you can't fake it. You know, you have to like kind of be yourself, but also hope that people fuck with it enough yeah, to fuck with exactly. you the long way. There's definitely people out there that do put on fake personalities though for social media and it does work in their favor. But I think that being like raw and being like original and stuff is like what really makes people stick around for a while. For sure. It's like, for example, like maybe you don't hear about her too much now, but like Jenna Marbles back then. Yeah, was she was like the OG. Super OG, like super original. And like th those YouTubers from, you know, a few years ago that were super popping, maybe like makeup YouTubers and stuff like that. And they're still like known to this day because people just fuck with them heavy. And they'll still, if they were to put out a video right now, it'll probably still get like 500K, 700K views, like, you know? For sure. So I think it's just good to like build your real personality and just like you know people grow with you i feel like people really appreciate growing with you and like seeing your changes from one year to another you know so no 100 percent. i honestly think that tiktok has some part of that i think that the old version of instagram that i am familiar with that like 2014 2015 era of instagram where everyone's just uploading like their perfect lifestyle blog pictures and mm -hmm. even a few years ago like that facetuned perfect social media thing mm -hmm. i think people are bored of it and now like something that's a little bit more original and raw is kind of the wave and yeah anyway sorry two cars just randomly pulled up so that's why i was distracted <laughs> but it seems like there's some there's a shift happening where people want to see real they, people just want to see real shit. They don't. I don't really want to see the perfect Facetune mm -hmm. picture of someone in like Bali or whatever. I mean, I do still want to be there and be that Instagram model doing that. But at the same time, it's a little bit boring now. So if you can actually be original, then it makes sense. Uh, okay, two more things. Number one, you've been traveling a lot. Like you live in Miami, but you're in Atlanta all the time lately. You're like mm -hmm. in LA, like New York, all these places. 
for younger girls or people that are kind of trying to meet the same people that you know or kind of follow in your footsteps of just I guess networking and starting their own thing on the internet what are like the best cities to go to or like what's the best move like is Miami a good place to just sort of like start and pop off or do you like Atlanta do you like LA like Mm. what's the vibe that's a really good question because like all of this just started happening for me probably since I want to say like August or September until now and that's really when I started meeting all these people you know I always had like certain connections you know just living in, in Miami or whatever but ever since I really started going out you have to go out you have to be in public you have to if you want to be in an industry like Twitch or like you um, YouTube for example or like uh, music industry and stuff like that you have to go to places where those type of people go which is the club I'm not going to lie no, it's right. the club you're right it's the club it's um parties house parties you know like you're gonna meet people like but as far as like the traveling thing Miami definitely started off for me like there's so many popping people in Miami you could go to a club and you're gonna see a whole bunch of celebrities not saying you know you're not necessarily you're gonna like weasel your way into their section or anything but you never know who you're gonna meet like if you're an attractive female chances are you're going to attract people that are you know popping people so (laughs) that's just really what it is but my connections really started in Miami but then I ended up uh you know I ended up reaching out to people who were in LA or people in LA that did reach out to me and then I ended up going out there and then I met them and then I met their friends and it just became like a little like a branch of right. Like, so LA is like a good spot too. LA is a good spot, but definitely Miami. I'm not gonna lie. I think Miami is really the hot spot because everyone, right. even if even people from LA will go to Miami and stay there for You're a right. while. So I really think Miami is like the hottest spot. But New York, you know, New York is my hometown. So New York, I just go out there to like be with family and stuff. I've never been to a club in New York, so interesting. Atlanta's all right too. We're in Atlanta right now. Yeah. But Atlanta's different. I think the way that people move in Atlanta is a little mm-hmm. bit more low key. Like this is where I the at least the way I live my life, like in Atlanta, this is where I like live. This is I kind of just fuck with people that I fuck with here. Like I come here to just make money and just be more low key and then when I'm in Miami I'm like more ready to pop out or something it's just a different way of moving out here yeah i think atlanta atlanta's definitely cool it's a cool vibe but even me i've already been in atlanta what like two three times and i haven't really i haven't been to no club out here so i haven't really you haven't oh you haven't been to any oh yeah you haven't been to any clubs out here damn I've been to way too many fucking clubs out here. Because y'all know I'm under 21, so I'd be a little skeptical about going to the club sometimes because I never know. Like, usually I don't have any problems getting in just because, you know, you could be an attractive female. You could just weasel your way in, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know Atlanta. I'm not super familiar with Atlanta, and I don't have a car out here, so it's kind of difficult. Like, also, I don't have many girlfriends out here. Actually, I don't have any at all. I only know men out here. I'm not going to lie. And me now, but, yeah, like, I'm you. not the best driver <laughs> I'm like, Alicia, can we turn left here? It's fine. Um, Okay, real quick, last question. Because this podcast is called Broke Bitch Anonymous, what is, if there is anything, I feel like you've had your shit figured out from a very young age, so you probably haven't gone through, like, a season of stealing things from Sephora the way that I used to steal makeup from oh, Sephora. It's fine. Um, what is like the brokest thing you've ever done? Or like, do you have any memory where you're just like, I'm so glad that I'm not there anymore? 
I mean, I was younger, so I was just dumb. I was like, it was, this was probably like early high school or like late middle school. But I had a, oh, I had a bad stealing problem. I'm not going to lie because I had a really. Not stealing, taking gifts <laughs> for anyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> taking. Not stealing, borrowing yeah. and never returning. And returning it after a couple exactly. hours. That's um, really funny. But yeah, I actually, I got caught for it once. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, and I, like, had to do, like, community service and stuff to, like, get it off my record. It was actually Damn. very crazy. But I, I, it's because I, I grew up, like, of course, my parents always tried to spoil me, you know, but as years went by, like, of course, they lost money, you know, they, like, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I didn't grow up rich at all, like, right. anything like that. So I didn't. If there was things I wanted when I was, like, grow- going into middle school. You know, people had these types of shoes. Oh, people had this makeup. Oh, I was just getting into makeup and stuff. So, I did have a stealing problem. I would steal, re- well, borrowing problems. And I would borrow the craziest sh- Like, just That's the most so random funny. shit. I would get pens from the store. No, like- but it's weird when you start doing that shit because I used to do that shit, too. Like, there's almost, like, an addiction that comes with it. Yeah. Where it's, like, I would go into some places sometimes and be, like, I didn't even need that shit. Like, what was I... I don't know. But don't it was, know. like, it was fucked up. Yeah. Um... Okay. Yeah. Makeup all the time. I would Honestly, borrow makeup all the time. That was my thing. That's how, what I got caught for. So that's crazy. Honestly, I feel like makeup, first of all, is overpriced, and second, should be like free or something. We should be allowed to steal from Sephora. <laughs> the amount of money that I've given that place over the last like fifteen years, I don't want to think about it. Um, okay, let's wrap it up because it's gonna cut us off soon, anyways. Alicia, thank you so 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 much. Is there anything else do you that you want to say or like? Pl- I mean. Your socials are probably more lit than this podcast, but please still plug your shit. Follow Alicia's Twitch when it starts, which is going to be soon. And you can follow her at Alicia Corona on Instagram. Yes. And two on A's. Two A's in the... In the middle. In the middle. Alicia A. Corona. Okay. And on TikTok also, if yes. you want. And check out my viral TikTok that just happened. Uh, it's great and very terrible. And I'm very excited to create more viral TikToks. We'll see. Anyway, Alicia, <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank it you. Was great.